0: Vision Month, Vision Sunday on the, at the end of the month, and the title of the message is Vision. Glory to God. So what are we talking about? Vision. Amen. The Bible is real clear about vision. I, got, I have a couple of translations that I want to read Proverbs twenty eight eleven from. Um, I mean, 20, 28, 29, 18. I didn't get that right at all. Proverbs 29 and 18. I'm going to read it in the New King James. And it says, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law or the, or the word. The message translation for Proverbs 29 18 says, If people don't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they're most blessed—not just blessed, but most blessed. So where there's, where there's no where there's no vision, where there's no revelation, uh, the amplified—and actually I got three—the amplified in this verse is says where there is no vision, where there's no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, and fortunate, and enviable is that person. No vision and no revelation and people cast off restraint. Um, And where restraint is cast off begins in the mind, in your thinking. So in other words, where there's not continual vision and continual vision talked about and and vision comes from the word right vision comes from God's word vision and revelation from God's word he said you're most blessed in other words you're, you're going to know what to do and where to go and how to do it and that's the church's responsibility the purpose and the plan of God in building the church is that you have that connection, you have that outlet that is going to bring you the information that will give you revelation so that you're not casting off restraint so that you're thinking soberly and soundly that when when opportunities or situations come along and you're you're tempted to do things, you know, you're 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 struggling with certain things that his redemptive revelation will bring you out of out of difficult times cuz In the world, there are difficult times, there are difficult days, there are difficult seasons, there's times that we walk through things. But when we have the vision and the revelation of God, it sees us through every single time. And what it does is it keeps our conscience clear. We talk about that, we have talked about that over this last year a lot about your conscience. Your conscience is the voice of the Spirit, and that's what you want tapping into and not just how you think something is in a situation. There are a lot of ways that seem right to a man, but the end is destruction. God's got the way, and it always produces. Always. There'll never not be a time when you get something from God that it won't produce unless you quit at it. Unless you cast off restraint and you don't stay focused On the revelation and understanding that he's been giving you. And you stay convinced that that's where you're going to continually get it from. We have to believe in that. Um, This thought is just really strong. It's kind of a. It'll apply but it's a little side note. uh, For just a moment. But. You need to hear what I'm going to say right now, and then I'm, and I'm going to carry on with what we're talking about. But you need to hear what I'm going to say right now, the way I'm saying it. You need to hear this. <clears throat> Fabian mentioned during, that was a really good word, by the way. Very good word. And he mentioned about, that I've talked about in the last couple of weeks, Um, talked about this is a, a time and a season, a year, a decade of things being completed. And I believe that there is one specific thing that keeps what God has promised from being completed. And it's not God. What God has promised is for now. Tomorrow it'll be now. The next day it'll be now. It's now. Faith and confidence in God is right now, not not in the future, it's now. And there's one thing that, that, that keeps completions from happening and manifesting, and it's pride. I have to say it's one thing. Everybody put a finger up. One thing. I I didn't say ten. Pride. Well, Pastor, but I'm just going to... You know, I'm I'm proud of a lot of things. Okay. But I'm going to give you a definition from the Bible about what pride is. And then... (coughs) You need to hear me say it like this because what I'm telling you is it's not like some death sentence. (laughs) It's a definition that will empower you with revelation from God to see things completed in your life. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6 says, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6 says, do I have that? I don't think I had that down, but I'm telling you anyway. You got it? 1 Peter 5 and 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Now, hold that there just for a second. What's the opposite of pride? Humility. humility. And did it say here that God would humble you? No. It said for you to humble you. Right? And a lot of people think humility is one thing when really it's actually something else and you can actually operate in false humility and not get rid of pride. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that everything you're believing God for will come to completion. Could it say that? Yeah, it could say that. that. That's exactly what I'm saying that that's saying. Am I changing that? No. He said he would exalt you at the proper time. Things would happen at the proper time. Completions will come at the proper time. When? When you are actively humbling yourself under his mighty hand. Watch the next verse. This is how you humble yourself. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. One translation says, he can care for you better than you. And I, actually, he was created to care for you. So, you... Humble yourself that creates completions in your life by not taking one care for anything. Now, care and responsibility are two different things. If you're responsible for something, you have to walk that out and and do what you need to do, but you still don't have to care for that. So, He said, cast the care. That's an active thing. That means care is coming at you all the time. Things to care for, to worry about, to be anxious about, to fret over. Things like that are coming at you all the time. So as you learn to actively cast the care because he can do a better job of it, As you're doing that, what you're doing is developing a relationship with him where he's telling you now, whatever it is you need to walk out, I'm going to show you how to walk that out and take care of that situation. But you're going to take care of the situation by casting the care on me and getting my advice about how to handle it. And one of the ways you do that, because where a lot of the care is in life, has to do with people and the expectations that we put on people. When you have a high expectation on a a person's, when you have a high expectation on someone, you have a lot of room to be disappointed. But if you have high expectation in God's ability to meet your need and to take your care, He'll never let you down so you got all this room of no disappointment because he'll never fail you. So when we have low expectations or actually no expectation from anybody else on planet Earth except God himself, then we live our lives free of pride, free of anxiety, of worry, of anxiousness. And now we're actively fulfilling his purpose and plan. How does all that come about? By being in a good place where you are actively receiving vision, redemptive revelation from God on a day-to-day basis, and putting that to work in your life. Can you say amen? So, that didn't air too far. You see what I'm saying. Psalm 119 and verse 130 119 and verse 130. <clears throat> this is what creates a clear conscience. The entrance of your words give light and it gives understanding to the simple. Everybody say, I'm simple. Good. In, in, in comparison to God, we're all simple. Amen. The entrance of his words gives light. Why is that so important? Because in your conscience, and we've, we read this scripture in some service just lately, um, in your conscience, your conscience is darkened because of where you've come from. Because of what your mind tells you. Your your natural mind will lie to you and tell you that things are so based on what you see, how you feel, or from the past. When God's word is saying, no, this is true. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit, which is one with the Holy Spirit. And he wants to get the truth to you. So when you're hearing the word, what it's doing is preparing you and training you to listen to the voice inside of you instead of all the voices that contaminate and control your mind. The entrance of his word brings light and it brings understanding which equals a clear conscience. as as we've talked about as our as our words that are still up here be up here all month complete and perfect <clears throat> god is desiring your life to be perfect and complete lacking in nothing and I, i'm just telling you right now if you don't like that statement you probably won't like being around here for the next 12 months if you don't like perfect and complete lacking in nothing because I am I am adamantly about my wife and I are adamantly about you in your life lacking nothing because of the redemptive revelation of God that is coming to you that's the responsibility of the church is to get it to you can you say amen I've read these two passages of scripture um, for the last two or three weeks, and we did it word first also. And um, I'm reading these both out of the New Living Translation. The first one is Ezekiel twenty twenty. And keep my Sabbaths holy, for they're a sign to remind you that I am the Lord your God. The Sabbaths meaning church, meaning a time where you're hearing God and hearing the word. Keep that holy as a sign that God is real. That's actually a covenant statement. You heard through Word First different ones talking about covenant, but that's a covenant statement. When you you stay connected to God's word, the, the, the purpose of the church of Jesus Christ is for the word. Because the word is that redemptive revelation that produces restraint that empowers you in your thinking. So your conscience is clear so you can know when God is telling you to do something and not be confused. Did you hear what I said? So it's it's important that that we value the purpose of, quote, church life. This isn't the church, we're the church, but this is the place where the church meets because we've created an environment that we're serious about for people's lives to be changed so that you are complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. And you can't just stumble into that. You're not going to just stumble into seeing everything met and everything happening in your life. You have to believe it. The other verse is Second 2 Chronicles 2020. 20. <clears throat> and just the, the, the last part of it says of Second 2 Chronicles 2020, 20, "Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm, believe in His prophets, or, in essence, the word preached, and you will succeed. You'll, you, you, you'll be successful. You'll succeed in the things that you do. Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You will succeed. It's one thing to believe in God. The devil believes in God. But it's another thing to believe God through the word that is preached. And when we value that, there's no end to what God can do with us. Because that empowers us to ourselves, humble ourselves... The word humility means to bring low to go high. Humility means to go low to come high. In other words, what we're doing is we're coming out of the highness of our own thinking, lowering ourselves under his way of thinking so that at the proper time he exalts us and sees things come to pass his way. There's a lot of work that goes into doing that. And and, I mean, you're going to do a lot of work in something anyway. You might as well put a lot of work into this so that everything else becomes easier. So the verse of Scripture that these two words came out of from what God had spoke to me about this year is found in James chapter 1. And I want to I read um, six, seven verses here. In uh, James 1 and verse 2. He said, my brethren, <clears throat> count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Did he say if? No, he said when so you're gonna you 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 will find yourself in certain trials in certain tests because why because god is trying you god is testing you no bible says god doesn't test with evil it's because there's an evil world and there's things that we walk into and we deal with and we face every day but he said count it all joy not because of the trial But count it all joy when you encounter various trials knowing, everybody say knowing, say it again, say it three times, knowing that the testing of your faith is producing something. What is it producing? It's producing a patience, a confidence, a knowing. So count it all joy when you encounter things, not because of the thing, but in essence, that your faith is being tested, and what's going to be revealed to you through the redemptive revelation of God is that I'm bigger than the situation that you're facing, and I will see you through every single time, no matter what. He said, I will see you through. That's why, that's why, oh man, Lord, this is a difficult thing, but you know what? I don't take the care of it. I cast the care. I thank you, Father. I count it all joy. I thank you, Father, that you're true, your word is true, and I thank you for wisdom and understanding that you give me every day and you're showing me how to deal with this situation and how to walk it out. Never will God give you the license to stick your head in the sand, turn and tuck tail and run the other way. Ever, ever, never, and I'll say it again, never. That's not God. He'll always show you what to do, but he wants it done his way, not the way you think it is. And the the more we are trained in that, then it's not about our thinking anymore, it's about our knowing. He said knowing that the testing of your faith is producing something. It's producing a patience, a calmness. I'm not going to be stirred up. I'm not going to be moved by this. I'm casting the care of this. God is bigger than this, and I will hear his voice in how to walk this out. We're not ignoring it. We're just not going to respond to it in our own ability and our own thinking. We're going to respond to it in his ability. I'll just tell you this. (laughs) Uh... When me and God are walking my stuff out, whew, how much better is that than just me? I was born at night, but not last night. I mean, I've appeared to be kind of stupid about a few things, but I'm not going to be stupid about that. we're talking about the God that knows everything about everything, about everything, about everything. And he's in my corner, and he said he'd help me do everything, he said he wouldn't do it for me, but he would help me do it, and if I'll spend all, if I'll spend the time that I spend worrying, spending it developing my confidence and trust in him, how much better does my life become? It's a time and a season of completion, and you're going to hear it all year long. You know, it's no good to throw something out there. Yeah, it's a season of completion. we hope it's going to happen. No, that's no good. No, we're going to talk it through because we need to be reminded because there's enemies to this that want to talk you out of that and be, get you to believe that that's not really true. It's true, he said it'll happen. And when did he say what happened? When you're in faith. And what, what is, when is faith? Now. So if I'm in faith, then completion is now. Say that after me, completion is now. Say it after me again, completion is now. Okay, completion is now. humble myself casting every care nope exalts me brings completion when in his timing I don't even have to worry about the manifestation I don't even have to worry about if the now isn't in the next 24 hours you realize now meaning this day right here is not 24 hours it's right now A day is a thousand years to God, so time means absolutely nothing to God. Nothing. Time means nothing. I'm saying you're building inside of you this confidence that God is now and that my life is now and that my expectations are being fulfilled now. Why? Because he said so. I'm putting all my faith in what he said. That's why I can't stand up here and just tell you a bunch of stories. i got to give you the word. Entrance of his word shines light on the darkness in the soul. And listen, more word, removal of more darkness. If the light that is in you is darkened, then the Bible says how deep is the darkness? really doesn't matter. I'm getting rid of it all. I don't care what it is, and listen, a year from now, there'll be darkness to be revealed. But man, we just stay in the process, we just get it done. We spend our life getting that removed, so I'm clear, so I can hear, so I can do what he said. And then I have completion of those things that I need right now. Man, I'm telling you, glory be to Jesus forevermore. Amen? But he said, Next verse in James 1, but let patience have its perfect work. Let patience, you know, we've defined patience as of late, I think I'm at word first, we define patience as as not sitting around and doing absolutely nothing. Patience is developing the how-tos and the what-tos and the when-tos of God, and then we do it in His timing. That's what true patience is. See, it's not sitting around and, well, you know, when when God wants to do it, he'll do it. No, God's already done it all. And now I have to get from him, I have a responsibility to get from him what the next part of the plan is. And as I get it, and there's always a next part, there'll always be a next part, so don't get freaked out about it. And God doesn't give you 15 things at once. Everybody say one thing. What was the one thing we talked about? Learning how to humble. And I showed you how to humble. Start by not taking the care of things by voicing. No, 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 no. You may have to say it 50 times in a day. I'm not taking the care because James 1 says, don't, Lord, because you said you can care for me better. And I refuse not to take it. I, I, I mean, I don't know any other way to not take a care but to verbalize it just like that something along that line you 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 verbalize it with other scriptures or whatever you know it's not just yelling and screaming it's acknowledging what the word says about it and do it that way i don't know any other way to not take a care but he said if i don't take the care i'm humbling myself and if i humble myself what it does Is it exalts me and it brings me into that 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 atmosphere of completion in my life so that the next things can get started so I'm not dragging a hundred different things that have never happened and never manifested I'm living from one completion to the next completion to the next completion but with those completions are new first things new things right that God's revealing to us because we're living in this place of confidence that he is truly completing what he started in us. Truly is. Knowing that the, uh, or he said, let patience have its perfect work, that you're perfect and complete. The word perfect there is matured. Well, actually, a better definition of that word perfect there is developed. Developed. Let patience have its perfect work that you're you're being developed and completed and lacking in nothing. I mean, if you're constantly receiving revelation and understanding from the one that knows it all, then how would you be in need of anything? And when you don't feel like you are in need of anything, even though you have natural things that you need but you have this confidence that he has already met everything, so whatever I'm needing in the natural is just a step away. It's coming to me because he's already met my needs according to his riches. He's already met that. And when I believe that and I'm not moved by what I don't have, see, so often what happens is we focus on what we don't have instead of being grateful for what we do have. And the more grateful for what we do have when we're living in that realm right there, then the natural things that we're taking the care that we don't have, we're casting over onto Him. I don't know, man, that's a recipe for completion, for manifestation. Can someone say amen to that? I'm telling you, it's a recipe for not disaster. It's a recipe for answers, for completion, for for lacking in nothing in your life because you've already got it internally but we're talking about all year long, all year long. <clears throat> so, the, the next few verses in, in, um, in James 1, I'm just going to read through those, and you think about them because uh, in, in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll address this in, in, a, in a little deeper manner. But he said, if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him but let him ask for that wisdom in faith with no doubting in faith with no doubting so so that has to be developed because if you're asking in faith but you're but you know you can have doubt in your head but if you still have the, the, the doubt in your heart, you just really don't believe that God's big enough to get it to come to pass, then you just have to develop that. Everybody's been there and is at that place at different points in your life. And sometimes about a half a dozen things at one time. But God is faithful. God's not concerned about that. He just wants you to be coming here and hearing this so you're challenged to do something about it, but that you're not also challenged to know that you can do something about it, and it really will work. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the of the uh, uh, like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because he's double-minded, unstable in all of his ways. We just got through hearing how, to, be, how to, to, to receive this perfect and complete lifestyle lacking in nothing. But there's a way to receive nothing from God by being double-minded. And I'll just tell you, and we're not talking about it today, but I'm just giving you this piece because we will in the next two or three weeks. That double-mindedness is the result of a life taking care. Casting the care, humility. Exalting. Receiving everything from God. Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Casting the care, double minded knowing that the word says this, but yet believing this over here because of what it looks like and the way you feel, expect that man to receive nothing from the Lord. But I'm just telling you right now, you keep coming around here and there's no way that you, you keep coming around here and you're gonna get me in your face and I'm gonna pray something over you in just a moment that is gonna produce great things in your life. You keep coming around here and we're not stopping with this. We're seeing in 2020 the completion of things that maybe have taken years and years, but we're seeing completion this year. Completion this year because God is faithful to his word. Not because I'm trying to stir you up and get you all emotional. It's, it's not an emotional thing. It's a knowing thing. It's not an emotional thing. It's a knowing thing. Amen? Amen? I am not that guy that will not receive anything from the Lord. I am am mature, developing, complete, lacking in nothing. You can be that way and have natural things not have manifested as of yet. You can be that way because you know it on the inside, and all that's going to do is change the natural. The natural won't change until the internal changes. That's the key. Can you say amen? So I want to read this verse, and then I want to pray another little passage over you today. So, in Philippians 1 and verse 6, based on everything else that we have said today, I'm, I'm going to read this in, in, actually in two translations. <clears throat> and this is what I am declaring over you today, glory to God. I'm going to read Ephesians 1.6 in the NIV. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. What day is that? Till you leave this planet. That's the day of Jesus Christ. Till you leave this planet. Why? Because when you leave this planet, you're face to face with him that's the day of jesus christ for each and every one of us can you say amen to that that's for you he who started a good work in you will bring it to the place of completion that's why you have to take everything i've just said prior to this you have to value like never before the sabbaths to know your covenant with god You have to value the preached word and then take what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you about that preached word. There's no way that this message can make 100% sense to every person sitting in here today and answer every situation, but it will if you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you how he wants to apply it in your life. He's the true teacher. But he says, he says the best way one thing to know that God is real and you'll be established, you know, it'll help you in that way, but it's another thing to believe in God through the preached word. That's what we're here, that's what Gates of the City is about. Philippians 1-6 in the Amplified I am convinced and sure of this very thing. He who began a good work in you will continue it Until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion inside of you. Because you are the key to the completions on the outside. And when it's completed internally... There's nothing that can stop the completions on the outside. Yeah, but Pastor, you don't know about this situation or this person's doing, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. No human being on the planet can stop the will of God from happening in your life if, if, your highest expectation is in God and your lowest expectation is in any person. And when you begin to exchange that, and it takes time, I mean, it took me years to develop that. I'm still developing it. But I've come to a place where without God, I can't do anything anyway. No expectation for people, all expectation in God. And when you have that, nothing can stop this from happening on the inside of you. Can you say amen to that? So today, <clears throat> I want to speak and declare. Well, let me say this first before I declare this. Every, I'm believing that what is being completed in you is the removal of every natural distraction that would keep you from embracing and hearing the voice of God. Every single distraction. Can you pray that way? Uh, I don't, I, don't, I don't see why not, because I see it all through the Word. I'm declaring today that nothing has to distract you when you have the light of His Word exposing all darkness and every lie of the enemy that would tell you something that is contrary to the Word of God. That's why I believe we can be so clear in our conscience, so hearing the voice of God, that the other voices... Just, that they they get drowned out by the voice of God. That it becomes so loud and so real to us that it is our go-to voice, giving no place. And how do we get there? By practicing, casting every care every single day. No care. Put your hand on your heart. Just close your eyes if you would and just receive this prayer that I'm declaring over you. This is found in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9 through 14. You'll see this prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus and I'm declaring this over you today. For this reason, I also, since the day that I've heard of it, I do not cease to pray for you. To ask that you be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy today of the Lord fully pleasing to Him being fruitful in every good work increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy for all patience and long suffering but with joy giving thanks to the Father who has qualified each one of you to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered you from the power of darkness and He has conveyed and transferred on you into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom you and I have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins. Today, Father, I thank you that this word as I'm declaring it does not return void, but it accomplishes what it's set out to accomplish. And I say today, I am looking out over this congregation to a congregation of carefree people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to